Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. I'm going to be bringing you a fantastic show this week and I'm, and I'm really I'm looking forward to introducing you to my uh, special guest. But before I do that, I just want to make sure that if you are watching this show live on Facebook or if you're watching it later on our YouTube channel, make sure that you click the link below after you finish watching the show so you can take my 30 second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you black or what's blocking you from success. Okay, so please uh, help me introduce or help me welcome my uh, my guest today, Maria Flores Latelia. How are you, Maria? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, I was actually going through uh, your bio and some of the uh, major accomplishments uh, that you've been able to achieve throughout your life. You've worked with some incredible companies, I think, here in the US and in Mexico. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and what it is that you were doing, that, that you have been doing. Okay. Well, my, my background academically, um, I studied philosophy as an undergraduate. And that really impacted me. Um, I learned about the way language affects us and how we can invent our world through language. Um, and then at some point um, later on, I, I got a master's in marketing at Northwestern. Um, and right out of that, I started to work on projects. Um, one of the most interesting projects I worked on is a project in Mexico where we launched a housing service for people, uh, low-income people. Um, basically, people who build their houses one wall at a time and we actually offered them a service where they could build their whole house over a 70-week period. Um, and we used women in the local community to build the houses. Um, sorry, not to build the houses, to sell the service. And that was a big inspiration, actually, for the book. Oh, fantastic. So, um, and like, you know, like I was saying, you, you've worked with massive companies. Um, and I think that uh, all your skills in helping with communication um, and how to uh, to solve conflicts and how to um, you know to have empathy, I think, has really helped you a lot with that. Um, but yes, what we're talking about today is the book that you've written, which is called uh, Javier's Opportunity Manual, which is a guide for children to uh, to make things happen. So um, so it's quite it's a bit of a shift, like a children's book from from um, from the you know corporate work that you've been doing. So what um, what motivated you to write the book? Well, that, that's, I guess I was being a little elusive, but that program that I worked on with, um, I worked with women and I worked with families and communities, um, basically teaching them how to, how, how to commit to something in the long term, which was our house, um, and then how to be customers, how to make requests. That was a big part of it. How, um, how the woman also could be an offer to others in the community by, by helping them with the service. How when somebody defaulted with a payment, what, were the, what, what kind of conversations did they have to have to renegotiate? Um, all of that made me realize that people early on need to learn those skills. Um, early on need to learn skills about making requests, making offers, um, inventing your own opportunities. Um, and if I wrote a book for children, that would be the best place to start. Um, and it's actually interesting because in those communities, the book was also published in Spanish, and a lot of people are reading it in those communities, both adults and children together. Yeah, that's where my inspiration came from. Also, I have lots of I have a big family. I have nieces and nephews, and I could see that early on, um, some of them really did struggle with making requests. Um, they, they struggled with um, communication at an early age. And I came across a study by the American Sociological Review um, in 2012 that talked about how they followed kids through third to fifth grade. Um, and they noticed, uh, they, they learned that those kids that came from higher econo economic homes were able to invent their own advantages. They were they make, basically by making requests at school. 
and the ones that came from lower income communities um, didn't make any requests and were and struggled much more at school. They didn't know how to ask for help in school. Um, so the combination of those three experiences led me to write the book. Right. So, uh, so what I hear you saying is that there is a there's a, a right way to make a request and a and a way that's not very effective. Right. <laughs> so, so, what is the right way to make a request? Um, well, the, the right way to make a, the way children tend to make requests often, and this is what the book um, it shows in the characters of some of the children, is passively, or they want people to read their minds, um, mm. or in a whining kind of way. Um, so what the, what the book talks about is, first of all, if you, if you want to make a request, ask for what you're asking for, communicate it. Second of all, um, state how you would like whatever it is that you're asking for done. In, in the world of philosophy, that's called conditions of satisfaction. But in the book, it's explained in a much more um, informal way. Um, and thirdly, by the time, the time when you want something done, what is the time period that you need your request to be fulfilled by? Um, it's very simple, but it's things that people don't do, and especially children as they're growing up aren't taught to do. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, I mean, I have done some work with, uh, with our mutual friend, Scott Cody, who, um, who teaches a lot of, you know, Dr. Flores' work. So, uh, um, so yeah, so, so what we're saying is that to make a request, you need to be clear about what it is that you want. Um, you need to communicate how you would like it delivered. Um, and uh, that you would also like uh, to, uh, so it's also when you'd like it to have it completed that's right and do you get do you get a buy-in or do you get an agreement from the other person that that's you know that they can actually fulfill it in that time yes exactly yeah um, the, the idea is to have conversations the idea is that we invent our world through conversations um, and that's something that that it, in the book is explained in a very easy way for children to have um, and also all the hurdles that they can um, encounter throughout the way we don't always get what we want sometimes we're told no so how do you keep inventing the conversation? What are other conversational moves that can happen? What are the possibilities that are open for you? Um, yeah. That's what the, the book covers that through a narrative, through a story of a, of a girl, rather than, rather than in a teaching format, which would, would have been another way to write the book. But um, I thought it would be more effective for kids to cover it as a, as a story of a girl who is struggling on her own. Yeah. And it's a it's lesson that, from her, sorry. Yeah, so I was gonna say, because fiction or a story is an easier way to remember the lessons. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I know that you also cover things like uh, the importance of listening um, and the importance of working with others. So tell us a little bit about the storyline. Like, what what's the storyline that you have um, outlined in the book? Um, well, the story is about is about an immigrant girl um, who um, has come to the United States, and early on, she could sense a certain culture ch change between the way she's being raised by her parents and the way success happens in the in the states. Um, and so then she has this dream of, of going to tennis camp and she's told no that she can't go um, because it, it actually she's not even sure why she's told no. It's not until in the book until she finally has a conversation with her parents where she actually makes a real request that she learns that they don't have the funds to send her to tennis camp. So at that moment, through the help of, a, um, of her uncle who's, who's taking classes on entrepreneurship, t tells her, hey, what can you do? to go to tennis camp, what can you do on your own? And she realizes she can raise funds um, and that she's gonna do that eventually. She realizes she could do it through a food cart um, as her father is a great cook and he loves to cook. Um, and that's basically the story, all the hurdles that she encounters along the way. Um, she needs to get other people to help her. And that's a big theme in, this, in the story is how do you get other people to help you? It's not easy. Um, it's, sometimes she can make a request to be helped and people blow her off. 
Um, the, in the story, she, she becomes friends with a, another character whose name is Benji. Benji is doing something that she, she's in awe. She's giving guitar classes to other kids and he makes $5. Um, but what really blows her mind is the teachers are promoting his flyers. The parents are paying for his classes. And she's saying, she thinks to herself, what, what is it that he's doing that I can't do? Um, and it's actually, it's not easy for her to do her food cart. It's not easy for her to get um, her parents involved, um, to get help from her friends, and to get people to, and get the principal to sign off on the food cart at school, um, to get people buying her products. Um, all of that is a, is a challenge. And at some point, she, she discovers that people don't want to buy her products anymore. They're, they're getting tired of it. Um, so what does she have to do to actually add value, whether? Um, what kind of questions does she have to ask? Um, she has to listen to other people. Um, all of these are things that she learns in the book um, to make her journey come true finally. Right. So what age is the book relevant to? Um, it's, uh, I wrote it for middle graders, which is technically like 9 to 12-year-olds, but I'm finding that a lot of 13, 14 older kids are also reading it. Uh, we did, a, we did a, a pilot in one school in Chile, or the whole class read the whole class read the book. Um, it was sixth graders who read the book, um, and then they did videos saying what they got out of the book, what what they learned from it, and there were some interesting things. I don't know if you want to hear about that. No, I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there was there was a a class they wanted to have a party, and, and an informational email had been sent out to the parents of the classroom, um, and the party wasn't happening. No one was responding to this email, and. and Basically, the kids finally realized that a request had never really been made to the parents, only an informational um, you know, email uh, stating that this was going on. So the mm -hmm. kids really wanted to have this social event, so they committed that each kid would ask their parent, um, can they participate in this party? And they did. And they had a 95% turnout. That's one example. Another one is, is a girl who had been making scarves as, um, for herself as a hobby at home. After reading the book, she realized that she could actually um, sell those scarves, and she wouldn't have to ask her money for parents to go to the to, to money to go to the movies and things like that. She could make her own money. Um, and another case of, of a boy who wanted to lose weight um, and asked for support. He asked for his parents to enroll him in a nutrition program and asked his friends not to eat junk food around him anymore. So those are three cases that came from from reading the book. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and I mean, it sounds like um, there are principles that kids could be sharing with their parents as well. Like it, it sounds like it really could expand and help, you know, like family communication. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I know we, because uh, I have a program called PD for Kids, which, you know, a lot of people in our, our My Movies community know about. And we're doing work in Colombia and in Liberia. So, um, so we should talk after the show and uh, see how we could support each other there. Um, so, uh, so okay, so how long has the book been out? Like, wh what has the success of the book been so far? Well, it's, it's, well the, the Spanish version um, came out about six months ago. Um, and th that one is, is doing quite well for, for it to have been out for just six months. It sold through the first printing. Um, but that one was, um, the Spanish version was um, launched in Colombia first. And from right. there, it's being launched, it's being um, distributed in other countries. The English one came out in December of last year, and that one is still, it's, 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 it's sold okay, but it still has, I still need to get the word out there with that yeah. one. So um, who do you think are the best, uh, you know, families or children that could really benefit from reading the book? Um, what do you mean family, 
what do you mean by so is there is there like a, a, i know the age group that we're looking at um but is there and like is it applicable to any children um Yes, I, I think it is. I think I think it is applicable to any children. I think I think um, it. I, I think there is partly from the, my background and the kind of projects that I worked on. There is a benefit for people who normally would have access to resources and, and, and don't have skills for having proper communication. Um, so I, I I want to do and I am going to do more pilots here in the in the U.S. with lower income schools and communities because um, mm. I think I think. I know my kids go to a, a, a public school, but they go to a school in a very privileged community. Um, and while, while there are shy kids and some kids that have a hard time making requests and making offers, um, a lot of them are being, are, are being pushed and driven by their parents from early on. Um, and that, that's not happening in lower income communities. So I, I want to distribute the book and, and do programs in lower income communities to get, um, as, as another way of getting the book out there. Yeah. Well, I think the book is beneficial to any child. And, uh, you know, and, and it's it's interesting because, you know, uh, you could have children in Beverly Hills, you could have children in Detroit. And even though the situations are different, the results are the same. And kids are feeling very overwhelmed. Um, um, maybe they are being pushed by their parents or maybe they're being ignored by their parents. But this book could really help communication, not just with them, um, you know, improving their, their particular life or helping their school life, but also to improve the communication with their family um, and to be able to expand that as well and to help them feel like they have some control over the, inf you know, over the results that they get in their life. Um, and I think this book does an incredible job of being able to illustrate that in a way that's really easy to read and very easy to understand. So I want to congratulate you, Maria, because I think you've done an amazing job. Thank you. So, um, so where can we send people if they want to get their hands on the book and, and if they want to purchase the book? Um, Amazon is the best place right. to get the book. It's on right. Amazon. And do you have a website as well? I don't have a website yet. I'm working on one right now. All right. So the name of the book is Javier's Opportunity Manual, uh, A Kid's Guide to Making Things Happen. Um, so I encourage you to click on the banner or the link around here so you can go straight through to the Amazon site to purchase the book. And um, I think it's a great thing to do as a family as well to be able to go through the book together, which is, which is a great idea. So thank you again, Maria, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Great. So, guys, um, uh, make sure that, uh, like I said before, now that the show is towards the end, after the video is finished, just click on the link below if you're watching this on Facebook Live or if you're watching it on the, our YouTube channel and take our 30-second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you or blocking you from success. And don't forget, if you're watching this on mymovies.com, just leave your email so we can send you the Manifesting with a Master's video e-course for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.